the debut single from Britney Spears called Baby One More Time. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, the host of The Original Doll. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes and learn all about these great stories from the people who were there, because it does, in fact, take a village. And at the same time, we help out charity. So for every question or guest answers, we get items donated to those in need. So thank you so much for the guests and for the listeners. And my big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support over the years. And if you want to join, www.theoriginaldoll.com. Now, today we have returning guest Steve Lunt. The response from Steve Lunt's first appearance, where we talk about the development and the signing of Britney Spears, was immense. So many people were sending compliments um, about being grateful to hear from Steve about this, hearing firsthand accounts of working with Britney Spears and, you know, the whole A&R thing, because so many times people are like, I think I know what that means, but I'm not sure. And that's what the original doll is all about. Just talking to you all about what it takes, who these people are, and how it gets done. But today we're going to talk specifically about Baby One More Time, the song, the recording, and the baby voice. Who was the one that made it happen? Who was the one that required it? So on and so forth. We get right to that. So I'm going to stop talking. We're going to get right to this. And as with every episode of the original doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you do in fact see any of these snippets online, please report them to the webmaster. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, and this is the original doll. The original doll. The other question I wanted to kind of tie into this is Stephanie from Ottawa. She said she said she is a she kind of sent a long paragraph, but she said I could paraphrase it. She's a vocal coach and said, can you please have Steve talk and debunk this whole using baby voice, natural voice? She, baby said, voice, Ivana, yeah. she says uh, she says I've been a vocal teacher, vocal coach for the past 27 years. And many times it bothers my ears to hear people talking about singing in a way that they think that they're an expert. Can you please ask Steve Lunch or anyone involved during the developmental stages to debunk these or at least to clarify with people? Because I think we only can learn from this sort of information. That was Stephanie Ottawa. Okay. Okay. Stephanie from Ottawa. Um, I'd be delighted to do to answer this question because this has been like a like a bugbear of mine ever since I first read it, I think on YouTube or something, one of those things, and the whole baby voice, started reading about the baby voice about how Jive Records forced her to sing like this, and one person even said she had an operation. It's like all this crap. Well, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, you know, even if it's wrong. Uh, and I got to, uh, so you can think that, and I dare say that anything I say, if you really want to, uh, you know, think the way you want to think, then that's, if you like conspiracy theories, then you, you're not going to believe anything I say anyway. But to anyone who's of a rational, you know, listening mind, um, this is actually how it is. She came to us with that voice. This is not a creation. You know, you don't create people's singing voices. She came to us um, and she had been singing when she was on TV and like that whole sort of Broadway style. She had, she had sung kind of that, that bigger voice, oh, you know, with, you know, fine. But we all knew from day one, she wasn't going to be competitive in that, in that genre as a, 
was a, when I met her, she was 15. So as a 15 slash 16 year old, she was not going to be going to be competitive with that adult way of singing. It was going to sound Broadway. It was going to sound just not legit to her peers. Would have just said what you know. It wouldn't have you know. So we weren't looking for songs like that for her. Um, and she never said find me songs like that. She this is the voice she came to us with. Um, so when when we uh, ultimately and this when she sings with with um with with Eric Foster White, she's got that voice. I don't know exactly what they think the baby voice is because it's a little thinner like this and it's got like breathiness to it. That's the way she sings. You know, um, maybe when she was younger, she was sort of more operatic, but she, that isn't the voice that she came to us with. You know, she came to us with with a voice when she was singing in this register when she was doing R&B stuff. It was very sort of constricted. It was that type of voice that you're hearing now. That's Britney. And you either buy into that sound from Britney or you don't, but that's the voice she came to us with. Um, there was no changes. There was no, no producer said, said singing a baby voice, like cut that other crap out. Nobody took her to, for an operation, you know, like this, you know, craziness. Um, now, admittedly, when when we found Baby One More Time, which is a whole different story we'll get into, but with, for this purpose, like Max likes people to sing the way he wants them to sing. Yeah, he's a very specific chooser. If you listen to those early in sync and the Backstreet Boys records, the lead vocals are very, very similar. You know, I can tell the difference and, and people who are, of that age could tell the difference between sync and Britney Spears, but to the adult ear, to most adult ears, it's the same thing, same type of song, same same vocal. If, um, and it was all built around Max's um, love of things like cameo and owl, you know, all those sort of um, funk type of expressions and way of pronouncing words. So, so he thought in his Swedish head that he was writing American like R&B funk you know, type of things. And that's how he would pronounce things. He was also from rock and roll, by the way. He didn't know he could do this pop pop thing. So mm-hmm. he was a rock and roll. So he was like me and we're both just so wingy. And he, he, um, so with Baby One More Time, he would get her to sing, oh, baby, baby. I've got Max's demo of this song with Max's voice on it. Um, I've got a bunch of these songs where, which he sang as, you know, without even the real words in there, but it's got the oh baby, baby. It's got that in, and then it's got the whole whole chorus with the harmonies in everything. It's got it all laid out how he wants it. See, he knew how he wanted to sing it. It wasn't like I'm going to make a sing in a baby voice. This to him was was how it should be. You know, it's just like it was an R and B sound to him. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't well, tell her to sing in a baby voice or stop her from singing. How could you sing? Answer me this: How could you sing "Baby One More Time" like Mariah Carey? I mean, you know. It's impossible. It'd be like lunacy, you know. And once we'd all decided the baby one more time in demo form was a potential smash single for the new artist we'd just signed, you know, and and Britney agreed that it was, you know, the smash single. Why would you then say, okay, well, don't sing it like the writer wants you to sing it, you know, and the demo that we like? Why don't you sing it like Mariah Carey? Yeah, I mean, it'd be lunacy. Well, and that's why, like, uh, I'm venting now. I'm venting now. Oh, God. I'm venting now. This is, this is from years and years of, of frustration of reading this crap. But, and that's that's why I like being able to have everyone on, you know, the original doll. Because here's the thing. You're able to speak. And so many times I think that things have gone left and gone right and people are missing what it what it was. And I always say to people, I go, when somebody's doing a Broadway song or anything, there's that style that they're singing in. 
you know, when you see her in Star Search doing those things, that's the style. That's that right. that Midler, Barbra Streisand kind of Broadway, exactly. you know, yeah. Fanny Bryce thing. But then you have somebody like, you know, I always remind people that like Ariana Grande, you know, is a pop singer, but she's a huge lover of Broadway. Mm-hmm. And when she does right. Wicked and she does those those things, she definitely tunes into a different a different way of yeah. singing things. And I she's heard, an incredible uh, singer, phenomenal. But what I what I love is that you have a vocal coach asking that question from Ottawa, saying, you know, yes, I think it's it's gotten so beyond what it is, and the reason why I feel like as a fan forever of Britney is. The reason why I feel like she has maintained the success that she's had and the icon status is because her voice was distinctly different and she was still mm-hmm. able to relay those songs. You know, you look at right. Cindy yeah. Lauper and you go her voice, like people could easily say, she's not this extreme vocalist. She can do it. You know, she can tell her story. She has a distinct tone. You have Macy yeah, Gray, all she's- these people. So, so Cindy, Lop- Cindy Lauper chose not to. I mean, you know, she's done a couple of ballads and and, and I would say, okay, like put some vibrato on that top. No, I'm not doing it. She said, because that sounds too too slick and too adult and too Broadway. So you're going to do this notes and kind of make it obnoxious. You know, unless it was, a, it was a, a significant choice. The best singers know kind of what they want to do with their voices, you know. And and I got to tell you with Britney, well, I mean, this will take us off maybe into a different kind of segment here, but it's, it's kind of important um, when we went to Sweden for the first time with Brittany, because what happens is Max Max played us. Okay, this is the baby one more time story. So, um, Perfect. There you go. We're leading right into this. Yes. So baby one more time. Um, Max uh, Martin, we brought him across to America because he'd done the stuff with the Backstreet Boys. He was actually signed to Zomba. We decided that like... Clive decided that this guy's too good. I don't, you know, we've got to get him signed in some way to Zolba Publishing. So he signed to us. So like we said, we will give you the avenue to have hit records, you know, as opposed to just doing the little odd record here and there in Sweden, whatever, you know, we can give you the avenue to have, you know, multiple worldwide records. So, so Max, so we bought Max over and uh, me and the uh, head of A&R took uh, Britney Britney out to dinner and, uh, and, you know, and just sort of, and Max, you know, though we all went out together and we, um, just to introduce him to it so he could see what she was about and said, said, and he came back and said, I love this girl. He understood immediately because he'd done the Robin records, which was kind of a similar thing, but Robin had this sort of different type of voice to Britney. And, and he said, I know what to do with this. And then he played us, um, or sent us, I can't remember which, um, the demo for Baby One More Time with him singing it. With no, uh, there's no lyrics in the verses. It's just like, oh baby, baby, just like just like vowel sounds and consonants, just nothing until it reaches the chorus. Then uh, you know, I must confess, all that stuff was all laid out perfectly. Um, and and he said, he said, I think this would be great for him. We just went, this is a fucking smash. There was no, there was no bridge, nothing. He just he sang first verse. Pop it and pasted it to the second verse, and that was it. It was kind of exactly the same thing, but but the way that Max always said to me is, he said, he said, if you have to wait for the bridge before you think the song is a hit, he says, then it's not a hit. You know, if, you know, if you need to hear a bridge before you make up your mind, then then you're not the A and R person I thought you were. Type of thing. That was his kind of attitude. And again, he's not a, he's not an arrogant person at all. 
but but when it comes to music, he's like me. He's like he's passionate, you know, and he and and so he never put a bridge on it. And and he said other labels, he played this. He was still on the desk, by the way. I won't mention the A&R person, but at RCA Records, he was still laying on his desk. He'd give it to him. He'd given it to him six months. This thing had been laying on his desk, and the guy hadn't picked up on it. It's like we were all like, "Holy shit! Pull that thing from his desk. We want this." Hundred percent. We're doing this record, bridge or not. We're doing this record. So, so, um, so then he went back to Sweden, and he sent us another demo of it. He redemoed it. He he pitched it up into a girls' register and, sp- and sped it up maybe two or three beats per minute, so it felt a bit more and a bit more of a groove to it. It's a little slow in, in his version, um, and uh, and and Brittany loved it basically. And then we went over to. Uh, it was just the three of us. It was Brittany, myself, and Felicia. We got on a plane. We went over to Sweden, and um, along the way, this is a this is a story I haven't really told that much at all. But um, there'd been a plane crash um, of a transatlantic flight the week before we set off, and uh, it was over in Newfoundland or something. So anyway, we set off on the plane, and we were on. So 20 minutes, half an hour, I can't remember exactly, into the flight. And we hit some horrible turbulence. Maybe the worst I've ever, I've ever hit. Um, at this point, like just prior to that, Brittany had walked off down the aisle to go to the bathroom. So she's in the bathroom, which is in the middle of the plane. It was like one of the big jumbo jets. She was in the middle of the plane. So I was sitting there with Felicia. And when we hit this, this, this uh, turbulence, it was so bad. People were screaming. It's like one of those... Plane was jumping all over the place and sinking and just just really scary. Um, and uh, and in the middle of this turbulence, I'm laughing now because obviously we're safe. But bathroom door opens and there's Brittany and she's got tears oh. coming down her face. And I would and like I could see her and she was like looking like over to us like what? And we're going, Brittany, sit down, sit down. Like take any seat, sit down, sit down. And, and she was like, what? What? Okay. So we sit down. She she obviously didn't understand what we're saying. There was a person in front of her, on the, and it was a guy, and he was on his hands and knees in the aisle. And she was behind this guy, kicking him. Like, like kind of like, obviously you can't know what she was thinking, but the attitude was, get the fuck out of my way. You know, she was kicking this guy. And and that is Brittany right there, by the way. That is that is a total <laughs> thing. Like, like like the easy route is to sit down and strap yourself in, but no, she has to go and kick a guy on his hands and knees to get back to her original seat. You know, it's like how can you not love that? You know, so oh my, see, and, and that went on for about 20, 20 minutes, and then we, oh, you know, and we landed, and landed in Stockholm. But that was scary. And then we, and we got to, and we worked in Chiron. We were we were there for nine days. What I can say about the way that Britney interprets a song and what she brings to a song, it was in those nine days I realized it, and so did Max Martin. Coming up. For a start, like sometimes was not actually called sometimes when it was first sent to me as a song. More with Steve Lunt coming very soon. We're going to be talking about sometimes and many more Britney songs, and we're going to be going through every 
every, and I mean that, album that Steve was involved in all the way through Chaotic. Now, here's what's very interesting is many times listeners have emailed me and said, hey, James, can you clear up something? Was there very many different versions of Baby One More Time with Britney Spears' vocals, different variations of it, different demo versions and things like that? I like going to the sources themselves. And this is what I found out, because there are many people who are posting things online, and I just want to let the listeners know. The AI programs that are being used by everyone, those have been taken over place for many people claiming, oh, this is a Britney Spears demo, or this is the official, you know, instrumental of X, Y, and Z. And oftentimes the songwriters and producers who I've talked to have debunked it. So a lot of what you hear online has just been a lot of made up things and people kind of using AI to create vocals and things like that and saying they're demos from early Britney albums and things like that. But what I wanted to talk about was this Baby One More Time, because many people say, James, I definitely know that there are different versions of Baby One More Time before the album was even released. There's so many different demo versions with Britney Spears. Well, here is what I found out from Steve. Steve said there was one demo and that was sung by Max Martin, which we heard in this episode. He said then after Max met with Britney, he raised the key and sped it up a couple BPMs. Then there was just one recording slash mix with Britney. There were no revisions, no rewrites. So there was one demo and one final recording. So listeners, if you see anyone saying, oh, this is an early demo version or this is the demo for Baby One More Time. Unless it has Max Martin singing the the song, that is not a demo. That is people who might be changing things using AI. And we've seen it more and more. I get sent uh, links often about people saying, oh, I heard this is the official instrumental of this. And, and I'll send it to the, the people created. They're like, no, somebody used AI. That's not the case. Or they'll say, well, this demo is this. Some people have been using AI to alter vocals and make it sound like it's a different version of it. So that's not the case. But... I wanted to go directly to Steve himself because Steve was there for the actual recording of Baby One More Time. So, Steve, thank you so much for clearing that up. And everyone else, we have more information coming up about Britney Spears, and we're going to be clearing up a lot of misinformation. Uh, And as, as many of you have seen, oftentimes when the guests who were in the studio do in fact speak their truth and it goes against what somebody else's narrative was, they'll try to say, oh, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. So they're saying somebody who was in the studio might not know what happened in the studio. So I just want to put that out there because, yes, it's it's a bizarre time we live in. But the main thing is about spreading love and kindness throughout the Internet and honoring these people. And I know for me, it's been great to be able to talk to Steve. And there are more guests coming on uh, that many people would be surprised about. But the main thing is honoring these people and making sure we just clear it up. So if you do, in fact, see anyone saying, oh, this was a demo for X, Y, and Z, like the song was demoed and kind of restructured, if you will, by Max Martin, specifically for Britney Spears. So I'm going to leave that with you, but have no fear. We have more coming up very, very, very soon. My name is James Rodriguez, and this is The Original Doll. The original.